0: Clicking the button. Welcome, everyone, to episode 27 of Maker That Money, the podcast where we talk about taking your hobby to your jobby, making your hobby your jobby. I don't know. I got to work on that a little bit more. But uh, I am Pooch of Repcord, it's my small business. And with me, as always, my co host, Mr. Andrew Mayhall from 3D Gloop. Mr. Mayhall, how are you doing this morning?
1: I'm I'm doing great, Mr. Mayhall. Now, eh? <laughs> well, you know, I like a, I always like to switch it up. I love it. How, I love it. Uh, how was your week? I mean, uh, here we are again, another Friday,
0: just flying I can't by. Believe just it's Friday, flying by, yeah. right?
1: <laughs> yeah. This week's been pretty good. Uh, you know, uh, busy as always, but uh, overall, you know, lots of lots of great things in the pipeline.
0: That's uh, that's that's awesome. And uh, greetings to everybody joining us on YouTube in the chat this morning. Uh, For those that are listening back to the podcast after uh, we do this every Friday morning at 9 a.m. Pacific. Uh, Feel free to join us if you want to uh feed us questions commentary insults whatever from the chat uh you're certainly welcome to do that we also have right above us here the maker that money hotline so uh if you want to call in uh and join the conversation you're more than welcome to do so we can uh, we can accommodate that we have the technology uh and today today on the pod uh we are going to talk about some tales from the trenches right we've kind of touched on oh this boy. before Talking about some customer service stories, looking at the perspective from the business side of things, because obviously we are all customers uh, as well, and we have our our perceptions, our ideas about what a company Mm -hmm. should do to offer good customer service. Um, yep. but obviously we don't really get to hear the flip side, uh, as much. And w- what I'm hoping to is for this not to be become a, a bitch fest necessarily, but just <laughs> so that we have some, some learning, some teachings from it. Uh, I, I know I've been talking to people on Twitter and stuff ahead of time. If you've got, uh, some, some horror stories or whatever that you want to share, we can talk about it. Feel free to call in and, uh, then in the chat, we can, we can discuss, uh, you know, Maybe what what would you have done? How would you approach it? But um, it's often different from this side of the customer service experience because, Absolutely. you know, obviously when you're starting as a small business and all this stuff, there there are certain expectations putting put on you as the business to basically be the big be the bigger man, uh, and um, mm-hmm. I mean the global be the bigger person, right? Yeah, whatever your pronoun wants to be, um, and and that's really hard, obviously when it's not necessarily your fault that something goes wrong, but you kind of have to, you know, take it on the chin uh, in the name of customer service oftentimes. So we can we'll, d- we'll dive into that and all that st- mm-hmm. you know, stuff. And then I want to talk a little bit, too, about growing a thicker skin and how hard that is, because as much as uh, we'd love to be able to not take everything personally,
1: it is very mm-hmm. personal. As you well know. Oh, it, it is very, very personal sometimes. <laughs> oftentimes we
0: get these requests where it feels like somebody is coming to your office and just basically telling you, you know, you're doing a terrible job and you don't deserve yep. to be paid what you're paid. And um, perceptions of of who you are and, and um, who your company is is often mm-hmm. um, uh, off, right? Because I think we have these luxuries in this day and age that anyone can present themselves as a as a much larger entity uh, than they they often are because we have like these great looking websites and, it, and the customer doesn't mm-hmm. have context whether you're a company of one or a company of 100 oftentimes yep right and so a lot of the tricks of the trade are kind of setting that tone properly like making sure people have that understanding and all that so we'll get into all of that. Mm-hmm. But before we do, I want to give you the chance. We we try to do this uh, every every week because I know there's a tendency to talk about all the challenges and the negativity, but we like to share wins, right? So that's kind oh, of a yes. regular segment and stuff like that. So I like to put Andrew on the spot and uh, <laughs> have him just you know brighten up the room for us with uh, you know just something good that that happened, and it can be anything, but we just like we want to set that tone correctly and you guys if you're in the chat following us tell us something awesome that happened to you this week as well we want to hear the awesome as well yes yes what do you have for us andrew
1: well you know um this week has been full of surprises um lots of uh you know some good ones some some okay ones but uh i think a really good win uh right now is is that uh we are now in track uh chasing after some really awesome uh grant opportunities uh Ooh. you know for researching uh some new uh, you know advances in in some of the adhesive and polymer space that uh that we've been working on internally um you know so this is kind of our our skunk works if you will Ooh, <laughs> but the, uh the 3d gloop skunk yeah. works
0: that sounds amazing
1: yeah yeah so so you know good uh good news there uh um we are we are full steam ahead and and you know maybe here in the next couple of months uh we can announce some really big news
0: <laughs> you know that's that's really interesting because i'll admit i don't know the first thing about grant grant writing and grants and stuff that are out there but obviously that's a huge opportunity uh to get mm-hmm. funding from you know the government and stuff and so we'll have to make sure we touch on this more in the future once you've kind of been through the process and have some more to share yep. or on that front because that sounds really interesting to me. Um, can you talk a little bit more or tease a little bit more about like what the grant program is and what
1: kind of money we're talking about? Yeah. Yeah. So this is a national science foundation, uh, small business innovation research grants. Um, these are offered to companies that, uh, submit a project pitch uh, about a specific technology or topic uh, that they are researching and want to continue researching. And the government um, specifically national science foundation really kind of puts into uh, you know, like uh, these, these projects and they will fund research and development. So um, you know, there's a lot of uh, a lot of hoops to jump through, I'd imagine. Uh, but yeah, but, they're it's really cool. So, you know, for, for certain things, um, you know, it's, uh, it, it it makes sense for other things, you know, it's like, okay, well, you should probably just fund that with the uh, the business profits. Um, so, you know, we'll, we'll see what, what ends up happening, but uh, lots of really cool stuff. Well,
0: that's <laughs> exciting. We'll have to follow up more on that on a future episode. Cool. Thank you for sharing that. A uh, couple of wins mm-hmm. from the, the chat this morning. Uh, Michal Tech uh, his shares, he built a new photo booth uh, that's mm-hmm. able to, uh, sh- uh, stop his product photo bottleneck. That's huge. Nice. Um, yeah. I, I still, I, I it's funny. I he mentions that. <laughs> I know, I know I could use that because it, it, it always takes a lot more time to do product photos and stuff than we talk about. We should, that that's another great, you know, talking about collateral and marketing stuff. That's a, another great topic idea for, for oh, a future yes. thing. You know, I've got my little hacks and stuff that I do, but that's, that's fantastic. So, Mahal, congrats uh, on that. He said it, uh, the photos were taking forever, and now he's able to do them daily and stuff. A lot of times, those little things, right, make all the mm-hmm. difference because it takes away not just the amount of time that it takes, but that psychological barrier that we're oh, always yes. up against, right? Where we're just like, oh, I hate taking product photos, and I'm just going to put it off and not do it. But you, you would attack the problem, and you realize usually, mm-hmm. one, it's not nearly as bad as you think, and two... You know, I was going to say
1: you're saving that time. Sorry. <laughs> By all means, jump in. Yeah, I was going to. Yeah, I was going to say, like, it's, you know, for 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 me, it's it's never as bad as I think it is. I get inside my own head. It's like, oh, I don't want to do this. And same, I same, psych same. myself out of doing it when it's really it's like, oh, but no, you're you're absolutely right. You know, it, it having that uh, same. Yeah. 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 No,
0: that's a great win. Uh, I love that. Um, and uh, let's see. Uh, fish fpv says he's got some big printing orders this week that's fantastic good growing awesome. your business uh th- that's fantastic here off to give us some more details on on what you're printing and uh what kind of what kind of prints you do 3d printing uh crs1 chris uh, he's been parting out and selling a dumpster lathe I'm not familiar with a dumpster lathe uh for the last few weeks south bend from the university sc- scrap and maybe he just means it's just he found it in a dumpster and he's uh he's I make, think that's making what that means. some money from it that sounds awesome uh great great uh, and alex is with us from the uk good to see you my friend uh back from holiday all the customer orders went perfectly uh first time spent a whole extra day of organizing the new office looks super tidy and deep cleaned too that's Uh, That's fantastic. We've talked about organization a little bit in the past Mm -hmm. when we had Courtney on. Um, I I can't stress how important that is psychologically to our well-being as well, right? Just uh, how much more effective and energized you are to work when you're in a space that just doesn't feel like a dumpster. That you might find a lathe yep. in or something. So, uh, <laughs> listen, guys, that's that's fantastic. Uh, thank you for sharing your wins with us. Uh, that's good, and I think um, I'll share I'll share a quick one, as as small and as simple uh, as as it sounds. Um, one of my psychological barriers is like coming up with product labeling and documentation and all that stuff is always just mm-hmm. like, a, oh, I don't want to do it, but it's got to be done, <laughs> and we're constantly revising, uh, uh, packaging and stuff like that. And historically I've Mm -hmm. been the only one that has like the software and the digital chops, I guess, to, to, to make these mods. But it occurred to me yesterday. I said, you know what? Like I'm, I'm being too fancy with this. (laughs)
1: <laughs> uh, we've
0: talked before about minimum viable product. And so I was trying to take our yep. own teachings, uh, by the thing. And so I, I dialed the back and said, what tools are available to me right now that, uh, could be used by anybody just to get the label done. Right. Like, cause we can always mm-hmm. make it prettier later, but the end user oh, yeah. generally doesn't care, you know, if it's mm-hmm. got nice graphic designs, they just need to know what's in the bag and you know all that stuff. And so, um, we use, and we we should talk about tool sets and stuff in a future one as well but we use google oh yes google for business google drive the the whole google suite and i know a lot of people have opinions about using cloud services and stuff for business sure. I, I know i see i'm, I'm, I'm looking at you lift terrace 3 uh, d and <laughs> he has his opinions about the the cloud services out there but we leverage that tool very heavily um, mm-hmm. and it is a uh, a critical infrastructure for us because I'm constantly, you know, I'm working from the home office. I'm there like having access to all the files and making them portable between users is key. Uh, and so we've, we've got a good setup there, but there's a, a very simple and you guys have probably seen it and you're going to be like, duh, there's a, a Google drawings uh, thing. Just like there's Google sheets and Google docs and whatever. And it's a, it's a stupid, simple web-based program. That's or. or, or it's not even a program. It's a platform. It's, that's basically yeah. perfect for just setting up the dimensions you want. You can import some photos if you need to just put a bulleted list oh. together and we can print directly to our label printer from there. Easy peasy. And it just took a lot of that weight off. Cause I was like, Hey, you know, if my, if my guy, uh, out in the shop notices like, Oh, you know what we need to, we actually need to put 10 screws in here, not eight because people are losing them or, or, you know, sometimes they're, questionable coming from the factory he can literally just go onto the google drive open up the thing change 10 8 to 10 bing bang boom done not bottlenecked by me so i'm gonna call that a win i'm gonna call that a win that's awesome that's pat great. myself on the back uh for that so it's just, <laughs> just a little thing sometimes guys uh, Yeah. It, we've we've also uh new announcements coming up and we've signed up some new resellers that i'm super excited about that's, awesome. uh, that's a huge win um and we're you know Charging forward on some new product. I mean, I got so many irons in the fire. Too many irons in the fire oftentimes, but, but <laughs> tell lots, me about it. <laughs> lots of good stuff happening, which is which is good. Um all right, Andrew, are you ready to dive in on on tale, some Tales Tales? Tales from the trenches. So would you, would you like to start us off with uh maybe a customer service story that was a challenge? Let's just put it this way. It was a challenge. Okay. Uh, and then how sure. you addressed it
1: and what you learned from it sure well you know we so you know we we at gloop we have a lot of um a lot of you know little issues pop up sometimes when it comes to our products um mainly as it comes to shipping the darn stuff to get it places um oftentimes we find uh you know the the postal carrier whatever it might be Um, you know, end up uh, losing the package or somehow, you know, it it gets damaged in shipping. Uh, All all sorts of frustrating things can happen. I couldn't tell you how many crazy scenarios we've ended up with. Um, But uh, one thing that comes to mind that was a really difficult, um, you know, kind of situation to deal with was uh, actually pretty recently. uh, We had a customer uh, order a couple months ago, a bottle of gloop. Um, and it was going up to our friends up north over in Canada. uh so we shipped the product and it disappeared like it disappeared it never even existed yeah, disappeared what, And uh, may
0: I ask what shipping carrier
1: uh we were using a USPS so you know okay like, okay yeah mm-hmm. yeah so you know um somehow it just dis- disappeared and we got a we got a response saying it was delivered to Canada the the whole canada it was delivered to canada Canada. (laughs) um which is which is canada thanks you for their delivery (laughs) it was very strange um and uh you know so we we were dealing with uh you know this was a it was a it was a little bit of a larger order wasn't huge but um you know yeah we were uh we, we were dealing with trying to figure out what happened. And, you know, our insurance uh, kicks in after 40 days. So we had to explain to this customer that, hey, unfortunately, we're going to have to wait 40 days before we can file a claim. And a lot of times, you know, customers, they, they don't, they don't, you know, they don't understand that, you know, like if we were just to, you know, ship a whole nother product, like it's all coming out of us. Um, you know, and if there's an insurance, we have to follow these processes. If we don't, then you know, we're potentially, you know, leaving the money on the table, not able to, you know, um, you know, get anything back from it. Uh so so we had to convince this customer it's like, okay, hey, it's you know, we have to go through this process. Um, that wasn't the best thing. Um, but uh, you know, uh thankfully this particular person was was a little bit more understanding after we explained the situation. So, insurance eventually kicks in. They authorize us to ship another one. So we go ahead and ship another one. Unfortunately, it happens again. Twice, once, twice. bitten, twice shy. Oh my gosh, <laughs> twice bitten. Yeah, Fool me and once, and by me this twice. time, yeah. as you can as you can imagine, the customer is is irate. Um, you know, and, and and as a customer, like
0: wait a minute, you know, an irate Canadian <laughs> doesn't sound like an actual thing. It was Okay. A, they, they were just they were, less they apologetic. Were super irate. Okay. Yes. Less. Yes. <laughs> yeah. 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 All right.
1: But but you know they were. You could tell they were very upset. And sure. I, I understand. Um. And so you know as a as a business here we have to weigh. Okay. What could we do to help make the customer you, you know like like make this bad situation a little bit better because this wasn't the fault of us and it wasn't the fault of the customer and in here you know the customer has been patiently waiting. You know, for for almost two months now, by the time, you know, it you know, we reship the package and they still don't have the product that they ordered. Um, you know, so so how do we how do we try and make this better? <laughs> what is this like some
0: remote part of Canada? Like, is it just like really is it up in the Yukon somewhere? I'm, or? I'm not
1: We're... really sure. I didn't really look into it too much. I just, okay. know that, you know, it, it was very frustrating. Um, and so you know, we reach out and we we try and, and figure out like what went wrong. Um, but ultimately, like it, what what we decided to do as as the business was is it made more sense to try and make this bad situation a little bit better for the customer. Customer. And so we ended up, you know, on our own dollar, um, basically replaced the product and shipped using a different carrier that was considerably more expensive to ensure that they got the product just to try and help make this bad situation a little bit better. And then we, we, you know, basically went to our contacts at USPS and we said, listen, this is ridiculous. You know, you, you need to basically reimburse the cost of the shipping and the cost of the product now, instead Mm. of just, you know, offering, you know, to reship because, you know, this is, this is, uh, you know, insane. And uh, yeah,
0: <laughs> it sounds to me like you might have like a, uh, a, a somebody along the chain with some sticky fingers or like, what, how does that happen? Like the odds of that happening twice are just so mm-hmm. monumentally small. And listen, guys, yeah, I've used every courier service there is out there and people are going to be like, oh, FedEx is the worst. USPS is the worst. And it and depends on, first of all, there is no perfect courier. They all have mm-hmm. their problems. They yep. uh, all have their strengths in different regions and others. And is, a lot of this is just learning, you know, the game, uh, depending on where you're going and stuff. Like I know for a fact that there's a lot of com- company, uh, countries in Europe where you really don't want to use the postal service because when it gets handed off, any local postal service, if you're shipping USPS mm-hmm. internationally, will get handed yep. off to whatever the USPS equivalent is in that country generally. Sometimes there's some exceptions mm-hmm. where UPS or DHL or FedEx or whatever, will take it the last bit of the way. It just depends on where you're going. Yep. But a lot of the times it's whatever the local equivalent is. And let me tell you, uh, uh for as bad as we think <laughs> our USPS is here, like for example, the Czech Republic was like, do not send stuff through that. Like they're, they're terrible. Like they, they will just, yeah. they don't care. They'll just like, let it sit in a corner, never deliver it. All that stuff like going through that. Yep uh, service is not a great thing. So, you know, we, as a company oftentimes have to make one, you have to learn and two, Mm -hmm. you make decisions on whether or not it's going to be worth it to spend a little bit more to potentially circumvent these problems in the future. And you just never know. Now with a product like yours, Andrew, you know, you, you, it's a small thing. Mm -hmm. Um, obviously people are looking for the most economical way to get it there. Mm -hmm. And a lot of yep. times the customer doesn't know themselves uh, what yep. the right, you know, thing. a lot of times they will. We've got plenty of Canadians here in the chat. They will. Uh, yes. Taylor from uh, mm-hmm. neuro 3d. Hey, shout out Taylor. Uh, mm-hmm. um, it says that uh, it can be USPS. Uh, the equivalent uh, can be really a gamble in Canada mm-hmm. um, when it gets handed off to Canada post. So they're, they're equivalent sure. of USPS. Um, I've, I've had good luck. We've used USPS and Canada post, but most people that were shipping to Canada still take advantage of just using UPS. Well, I don't want to say take advantage because UPS to Canada has got its own fun stuff, mostly in the fees that they charge. It's not that the service is bad. It's just that they ream you on the charges. But anyway, um, you know, there's challenges. Okay. So to, to Mm -hmm. wrap up this, this story, uh, Mm -hmm. customers I rate, you know what? What what did you learn from it? What do you feel like? Yeah. You know, so so going to do in the future. The
1: biggest thing, yeah. So the biggest thing that uh, that that ultimately I think that we we take, we took away from this entire situation, but we we kind of take away from every situation, not just related to this specific instance, is is understanding when there's sometimes there's no one at fault in in the two parties that make the transactions work, and maybe it's not the customer's fault and it's not our fault you know outside you know situation comes in causes an issue and to try and make the customer you know happy is 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 a good way to win some goodwill with that customer and potentially make them a lifetime customer so they're going to keep coming back they're going to keep ordering um and, and so so that's where you know we as a company have to learn to kind of decipher and read between the lines because it's not exact and you know it just it just kind of happens because we've had our fair share of other customers that have been horrible and they have tried their best to you know come up with these crazy situations which aren't realistic just to get you know an extra bottle of gloop or something like that for free um you know claiming you know it's not in the package and you know we have photos of, of every package that goes out showing that it is and you know saying that um <laughs> they're you saying know, the like, box was oh,
0: empty it, when they opened it? Yeah, oh, yeah, saying, saying it wasn't box.
1: delivered. And yeah, we yeah. have a delivery receipt with you know, it, yeah. So, you know, it's it's learning to to try and read between the lines yeah. and, and use some best judgment. But yeah. uh yeah, it's 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 hard.
0: <laughs> we'll talk about that a little bit more, like the the package theft and uh, mm-hmm. you know, people that have less than savory intentions and stuff in a, in a second Be this is so you'll, you'll find if you guys are getting started in business and stuff like that, let's pause for a second and first have an understanding mm-hmm. of what the responsibility of mm-hmm. the company is when you are shipping product. Okay. Because mm-hmm. I think a lot of customers are going to think like until I physically have this, it, which is actually for the most part, correct. Like you're on mm-hmm. the hook for it. So why don't you explain to everybody here as a business, what burden we have to take on when we're shipping stuff out there? What is the legal responsibility?
1: sure so so sometimes it really depends on the organization size but let's say for instance you know we're talking about a small business that is using you know let's say etsy or shopify or squarespace and they're they're selling through fulfillment you know their fulfillment system where that maybe they they're shipping usps ups fedex etc uh, if a customer comes in and purchases your products and, you know, they pay for the shipping or, you know, wh- whatever, y- you as the business are responsible for actually packaging that order and then uh, issuing a tracking number or tracking information uh, to that customer mm-hmm. and then making for sure that you receive a delivery receipt. Now, granted, sometimes when you hand it off to a courier, it's out of your hands. You can't control things. Right. However. That customer can still, in many cases, file chargeback claims against the company yep. if the product is never delivered to their actual address. Yep. Uh, you know, so, for instance, let's say you know, you collect the customer's information, they provide you an invalid shipping address, right. and then you ship it to an invalid shipping address, and then it gets returned to you. Um, we had this more happen. Than
0: you, happens more than it, it, you'd like, guys. Trust me. So, so people, you know, people it, fat finger it, it, addresses all the time.
1: Yeah. So, so we as the company have have fulfilled our obligation to ship it. Um, however, what ends up happening is is if it goes to a claim, we had to we had this specifically happen where it went to a chargeback claim, and it's an uphill battle to prove that hey, listen, the customer provided incorrect information. We shipped it there was not a delivery thing we we had this notice you have to provide all this documentation and it, it sometimes it's a little bit of a gamble to, to, on the on the chargeback claim because sometimes it will go to the customer's favor because you know whoever's reviewing it will say well you didn't actually deliver the product which is frustrating now most of the time we've had it where it's it's never been that issue um but we've had a specific issue where, when we've shipped something to a customer and USPS, for instance, didn't deliver it to the proper address, yep. we get a delivery receipt, and then they claim, "Well, I never got my package." Yep. So who's at fault? Yep. It, like we 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 ship the package, we had the tracking information. USPS scanned it in, and the finger pointing begins, and it happens exactly. Oh my it, gosh! Does
0: that suck a lot of time and energy from your it? it Yes,
1: it's incredibly frustrating. So um, in this in this example, who's responsible is actually USPS. Uh, And what would end up happening is, is the customer could still file a chargeback. And you can say that, hey, listen, this is the delivery receipt. A lot of times the chargeback will fail. So, you know, they'll they'll side with the company. But uh, now you have a, a, an incredibly unhappy customer. But in some cases, right. and we had this happen, where the chargeback goes and succeeds. And it's because the the package was delivered to an incorrect address. Then we had to go and fight the courier and say, listen, you have to provide the geolocation of when you scan the package. Most people don't recognize this, but when the USPS or UPS are scanning those packages, they, they have a geotag where it is. Yes. And it turns out, like, in one case... The the the, uh, the delivery guy delivered it like a block away, yeah. and so you know it was it also was happens fault. all the time. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and and so we end up having to you know fight with them, and then their insurance kicks in, and then we end up getting reimbursed. But that's a process. And it is a process. A business and, as a company, and the amount of time it takes a long time. Mm-hmm. Tell tell people how long that can take sometimes. Yeah, so so we had one last about sixty days, I think, and that's yeah. that's still a relatively short one. Um, actually, I've yeah, heard some say, horror stories. Short. Yeah, go one hundred and eighty days, if not more. Yeah, uh, you know, because there's so much process involved and in, and in trying to figure out, okay, who's at fault, who's not at fault. But generally speaking, the the rule of thumb that I like to follow is is if the pro- if the package does not get to the customer and we can show a delivery receipt, we are still on the hook. Um, and you know, we have to figure out how do we, how do we make this, you know, how do we make this fight? Um, most customers will end up saying, well, you know, okay, I understand it was stolen off my porch or whatever. Um, but you know, again, we have to, we have to be able to provide or prove like, you know, we actually delivered the package.
0: (laughs) Yeah. So you guys stop a second and imagine, put yourself in the company's shoes and think about this for, Mm -hmm. for a second. You are, in good faith, doing everything you can. You 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 are reliant, though. Nobody, no company has their own, well, let, let's put Amazon aside because even them, but whatever. You're not delivering your own packages, right? And so to some mm-hmm. extent, you have to be reliant on a third party. And we, we've mm-hmm. talked about this in the past, too, like reliance on third-party services for your business. And that's oftentimes where a lot of those devils and the details and liabilities lie right because they're Mm -hmm. they are the things that are outside of your control yep but imagine for a second you're you're starting up a company and you're hearing this and you go wait a minute it's on me if ups or usps or dhl or whatever like loses the thing before it gets to the customer well fundamentally we stop and think of that and then it's like well it's not the customer's fault it's not Mm -hmm. you know other person so of course you know the 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 thing, the responsibility lies with the shipping service, but there's all kinds of stuff in terms of like how much they're going to be liable for. We haven't even started talking about insurance and stuff because the default yeah. insurance rate for like uh, insurance coverage for like UPS is 100 bucks. I think it's the same for USPS. Yep. And of course, you yep. can buy additional insurance and stuff, but a lot of times, that's not even offered as an option. So for something like Gloop or anything mm-hmm. under a hundred dollars, you don't worry about that, right? But you nope. start getting up mm-hmm. into the higher dollar things. Like we have, we have stuff that's valued. We have shipments that's valued five, six, seven, eight hundred dollars, and you know nobody's going to be happy if they're only getting a hundred bucks back. That's not covering what's what's out there. So you can imagine yeah. really quickly like how much of a liability this can be. And then on top of that, you start shipping internationally. And uh-huh. those really high dollar shipping costs and and mm-hmm. then the, the extra kick in the giblets over the mm-hmm. whole thing is uh, <laughs> they, they fat finger, they put it in wrong and then the company will oftentimes uh, charge you a return to sender fee when it's undeliverable. Uh, usually at full freight too, not, not necessarily like at any kind of, uh, whatever your, your discounts are. So very quickly, your margin can be completely Mm -hmm. eaten up and then some on some of these orders. And so what do you do? Right. Because you look at it and you go like, well, if I can offer my product to a much larger you can choose not to ship internationally, but you're leaving a Mm -hmm. huge amount of potential business on the table. Right. Yep. So, this is probably, in my opinion, one of the biggest costs of doing business that there are out there. Yep. Now, when you look at it as a percentage of all the things, like how often it's going wrong, it's it's less than a percent it's of the time. It's very small. It mm-hmm. just really sucks when it's w- one time and it's for, yep. you know, 200, 300 bucks. And you're like, wait, I've got to pony up this dough and maybe I can recoup 100 bucks of it. So yep. f- for what you're doing, and we start looking at time value analysis and stuff like that for mm-hmm. for a you know thirty dollar bottle of gloop that didn't cost it you that much make to make, it's mm-hmm. not worth your time, right? Yep. But for higher dollar things, it's very much worth your time oh, to yeah. chase that down. Mm-hmm. And and we haven't even gotten to talking about the precedent that it sets. Where if if cust- I hate to say it, guys, but if customers find out that they can just contest things. In this Amazon, Mm -hmm. Costco, Nordstrom world we live in where the customer is always right and I can game the system, to put it nicely, uh, you're going to deal with a lot of unsavory individuals out there that are going to try to take advantage. And they know that it's not necessarily worth your time. Um, And so you don't want to create a perception of being – like you have to fight back on chargebacks a lot of the time. Mm -hmm. Now sometimes yep. the, it's legitimate right I'm gonna I'm gonna say like yeah. it sucks you didn't get your product, like chargebacks and stuff a lot of these things favor the customer same way in certain states and you know like uh laws favor tenants over landlords the yep. the perception is that you as the business have more money and more resources to bear and so that is a cost of doing business now. We can talk till we're blue in the face about costs of doing business because everybody has a different Mm -hmm. perception of what really should be the burden of cost on your company. Mm -hmm. But this is a big one, right? And a lot of times we're gambling by doing this shipping and it is very much a cost of doing business and you have to- we talk about getting a thick skin. You have to be able to just let it go, and it stinks because you know, you see that's 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 two hundred bucks that you sure wish you had in your pocket to pay oh, yourself, absolutely pay your employees. Mm-hmm. You know, have to buy more product and all that stuff, and of mm-hmm. course, no no customer generally is going to care about that stuff. Now I, we've been lucky enough. We're in a small enough knit community where I would say the vast majority of people I think are very well intentioned, are understanding, mm-hmm. are accommodating. You know, we go through these processes. I went through this exact thing this week. There's probably one a month, sadly, mm-hmm. at the volume that we're starting to do now, and yep. and it becomes a real administrative piece that you yep. don't really think about having to staff for or spend time. And it is a painstaking amount of time when you have to call anybody that knows. Try calling UPS. Try calling the postal service or whatever. You're gonna you're gonna spend a lot of time on the phone trying to just get a hold of somebody and you know all that stuff. Yep. So. So there's times where it may cost two, three hundred dollars, and it's still not worth your time. You know, I yep. hope you achieve that level of success, right? You mm-hmm. write it off as a loss and you move on. Like the big companies, mm-hmm. there, that's why Amazon and Costco and all that stuff, mm-hmm. like they full well know that in the big yeah. scheme of things, like when you're ta- when you're moving stuff at that volume, it's yep. just easier to write off the loss and move on. Um, yeah. And so that's- Well, especially
1: when it's not their own money. <laughs> Amazon, specifically, where you have people abusing returns. So that's a whole nother story. <laughs> it, it is,
0: right? Because in that case, yeah. Amazon is acting as basically like a third party. And of course, it's easy for them to just make a customer service consideration mm-hmm. because what do they yeah. care? They're just going to take it yeah. out of your your payout, yeah. right? Yep. we actually got away we don't really use Amazon a whole lot anymore because the fee structure and their the their system has mm-hmm. has gone way too far the other direction where it just does not favor the seller anymore and I think a lot of people can you know uh, t- mm-hmm. tell us in the chat talk about like uh, as as these companies grow bigger and bigger and stuff like that like this is just kind of the thing it does it's not set up to protect the seller a lot of the time
1: yeah. Yeah, so, you know, getting getting back to the customer service piece, you know, the the aspect of of trying to make a bad situation better is is a lot of times where we find ourselves, you know, here at Gloop. Um, it, you know, normally, you know, a customer has ordered something and something hasn't shown up, something hasn't happened, um, you know, or or uh, their product has, has gone bad during shipping. Um, and so, you know, how do we take a customer that is, you know, frustrated because not only have they spent money, they've waited time. Once they get their package, it's now not usable, right. um, you know, and, and so that's that's tough uh, because sometimes for us, we have to we have to also weigh. Um, we had a customer um, specifically in, uh, you know, kind of out west in in one of the desert states. Um, he ordered a bottle, and uh, it would sit in a USPS truck probably in the middle of, you know, the beating sun out in the desert and it got too hot and the cap would pop off and we shipped him a replacement. I think it was up to three times. And at some point we just said, had to say, you know what, we're sorry, we can't get you a bottle. We don't know what's going on. Every yeah. single bottle that we are shipping you maybe it's sitting on your front porch out in the sun. Maybe it's, you know, who knows? Yeah. So, you know, we just write it off and we say, here's your refund. We're really sorry. And we walk away.
0: You yeah. Know. That, that just sucks. Right. Cause it's just, you, mm-hmm. you, you want to do your, and, and, you know, we make concessions all the time, you know, to customers, even though we don't necessarily have to, like, it might mm-hmm. not be our fault. Like we, like, like I was saying, I had one this week where it literally got delivered. There was a UPS, it was, the, you know, U- UPS delivered it to the guy's thing. And it was, a, it sounds like it was a porch pirate situation. Where, you know, he he was out of town for a day, came back, it wasn't there, US, UPS says it delivered, they you know, looked it up, it was geotagged there and stuff like that. And so, you know, he keeps contacting me, well, what do I do? What do I do? And, I, and I'm like, I, I fi- file a police report? You know, but the mm-hmm. problem is, is that they're they're associating the experience with my yep. brand, right? And, yep. and I'm like, yes, crappy stuff happens all the time, but what's funny about these shippings is... The shipping scenarios is when your car gets stolen nobody calls honda and goes like uh what do i do you know it's like mm-hmm. you, you 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 don't look at the manufacturer of the you know thing mm-hmm. uh but for some reason when it's a shipment to this stuff that there, there's uh, this expectation that you're going to make the concession as mm-hmm. the company
1: yeah. Why is that yeah You know, it's I, I wish I had the answer. I think it I think it literally comes down to just this mentality where people think that the customer is always right. They think that, you know, it's like I, you know, something has happened to me. Therefore, you have to fix it for me um you know we 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 have customers you know all the time that they come out and you know they're it's like they they come with guns blazing you know they they send an email and it's you know it's just it's very angrily written and yes oh man yeah (laughs) it's yep (laughs) yeah you know yeah um so so yeah it's 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 hard um because you know, as a customer, I can understand wanting to, you know, like you're you're working, you know, um, you know, your job, you're earning that money and then you're spending that hard earned money on on products or, or something of that nature. And then to to, you know, not get what you spent your money on sucks. And it, it feels it totally like, sucks. well, hey, you know, like, it, why should I have to be the one to foot this bill? You know, the company is the big company. The company's bigger than I am. They deal with this all the time. They should be the one to foot the bill. Right. Um, you know, so I, I can't say that that's that's how most customers think, but um, no. I feel like that there's a component to that.
0: You know, I'd, I, I chime in in the chat if you've seen this, but I, I'd heard at some point that when um, uh, people can post uh, c- um, ratings on on Etsy stores, that they mm-hmm. have a filter now that will not allow like um complaints about shipping uh oh. to show up because a vast majority of them were uh, you know negative feedback associated with the shipping experience which you know the vendors are saying well that's not fair because that's not my fault right and so that's not mm-hmm. really indicative you know a one star experience because your package got stolen off of your thing is not fair to the product you didn't even get the product yeah. to review it right and so mm-hmm. so there's a challenge around the Per customer perceptions of, of stuff. And you're dealing sure. with that all the time and you start getting into resale and all this other stuff, like the customer's experience oftentimes is now so disconnected from you. Um, mm-hmm. you know, that's why you see that little note when you go and buy at Home Depot, like, Hey, c- call us first, you know, don't take it back to yep. Home Depot. Home Depot is going to, you know, whatever, like, uh, it, they're just going to take it back and then ask for a credit back. Right. And yep. And oftentimes it's very simply solved, like, hey, we can just ship you a replacement part or whatever. Like, we're, you know, companies are eager to have that connect because we're mm-hmm. we're becoming detached. And it's the same thing. Unfortunately, the shipping thing, like I said, the the way people's mental process is associating it, they they still look at this like, gloop was responsible for getting this thing into my house. It to some extent, mm-hmm. and not everybody, guys. I understand that. Sure. But, but it's sure. uh, it's an interesting notion. It's in a big customer service. So we make concessions though, even when it's not our fault. Like you've done plenty of times where you've mm-hmm. just reshipped, just as yep. a customer service piece, and it makes and it wins that customer back and all that stuff. And that, that's a good thing. Unfortunately, I don't have the luxury of doing that on five hundred dollars items a lot of the time. Oh yeah. And so it's like I can mm-hmm. offer a discount. Like I try to, you know, I, tr- I try to do what I can, but sure. we have to go through the insurance process, or we have to like um mm-hmm. you know fight it to some extent and it stinks when it escalates to a chargeback and some i've won and some i've lost and you know that's just mm-hmm. the name of the game um some some good commentary in the chat about uh, a lot of courier services now taking photos when they're delivering i've mm-hmm. seen amazon do that with some not all yep um mm-hmm. i am i am surprised in this day and age that that is not the the geotagging and a photo, especially when a lot of times the photo can have a geotag actually on it as well. it can be two for one yep. process, mm-hmm. you know. Yep. Is there? And I would say, like y- you guys, as a consumer too, like let's take a little bit of responsibility. If you know you're going to be gone for a week and you're having something that's like high value shipped mm-hmm. to your house, you need to put a hold on that package, or you need to make sure that you are setting a system up yep. that doesn't tell UPS that it's okay to just leave it or whoever. Exactly. You know? Um, mm-hmm. but because we have insurance and all this stuff, just people don't care. And all this so, again, you know, you're, there's never going to be mm-hmm. a perfect system, but, uh, yeah. it would be nice if people took a little bit more response and a lot do. like, I'll get contacted. Like, Hey, can you hold on shipping this? Cause I'm going to be gone for two weeks. I love that. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. We can, yes, you can pay me now mm-hmm. and we'll ship it in two weeks. Sure. No problem. <laughs> um, but, absolutely. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Listen, yeah. guys, if you guys have a uh, customer ho- horror story or questions or whatever, and you want to share it, there's the hotline right there. Give us a call and uh, yeah. let us know. I know I was chatting with a couple yeah. of you guys earlier about on
1: it. on a lot of um uh you know an interesting kind of sidebar here. A lot of things that you know most small businesses don't realize is that um, having a terms of service on your website um, can actually be incredibly critical to determining how you handle customer service issues amen come yeah up. yeah um because you know this and, is the deal. And, and you have finding this you have them say mm-hmm. i agree to this when they check out nobody reads
0: it but exactly but that is a cya for when mm-hmm. the chargeback happens here's our return policy yes. here's our shipping policy and all this stuff very clear that's a very good mm-hmm. point yeah it's yeah it's a must-have you know
1: It is. Absolutely. If you're on Shopify, I believe they give you some boilerplates. Uh, I think Etsy has some boilerplates. Um, You know, yeah, you know, look into it because it really comes down to just making for sure that you cover all of your bases on on some of the the most silly thing. Right. If you don't have a return policy and you don't explicitly state it and a customer wants to return it. Yeah, sure. You don't. technically have to accept it, but you know, they might be, you know, causing uh, you know, big old stink. And how do you, how do you deal with this? So if you have some processes, this really comes in handy, um, for, you know, just, uh, you know, helping your business flow, especially as you start growing, because we, as the founders or the owners of the business, right. Mm -hmm. We, we're in a unique position because right now, you know, we're doing all of the customer service. Um, but at some point we're going to hand that over to someone. And if we don't have the processes documented, how okay. do they know? This close, no, I'm not this <laughs> close, I'm close. But yeah, no, you're
0: absolutely right. You, you, you have to mm-hmm. come up with a good system and having done it yourself, you know what to expect and how to set yep. a good process. Uh, really good question from, um, from the chat, if I may, Incendium87. Mm-hmm. How do you filter out uh, the shipping problems that are caused by the supplier not packaging the product? properly that is a fantastic question thank you for that
1: incendium 87 what do you think Andrew so so yeah my my first piece would be clarify clarifying I'm assuming this is going to be um Let's say I have a reseller of, of Gloop, and I ship them the Gloop in bulk, and they are packaging it and shipping it to the end customer. Ooh, um, great, how great. do I how do I determine that you know they shipped it to the end customer correctly? Uh, and so actually, this is this is something that we had to solve early on. We have packaging instructions that we make all of our resellers agree to. Uh, if they don't ship it per this this specific way, yeah, it's on them. And they we won't we won't cover it uh, because they are not shipping it in a way that we have tested and certified with the Department of Transportation to be safe and to, you know, basically be effective at keeping our product stored, you know, or, or survive through shipping. Do you audit? Um, Do you
0: audit that? Is there how do you know how they're shipping? Like, do you order one sneakily and see what they're sending? We
1: have done that in the past. Mm. Um, You know, we'll we'll use kind of just a random name and we'll go ahead and purchase something and have it shipped to uh, usually a P.O. box or something of that nature. So, you know, they don't know who it is. Um, We haven't done it in a while. Um, That's really one of those luxuries of getting to a certain size. Um, In the beginning, we were very concerned when we started signing up resellers how they would ship products. Um, And so yeah, we would do, you know, every so often we would buy one. Um, but mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know now we've we've kind of we've kind of solidified and we we have uh we're we're actually as a as a company as a whole we're moving towards a what we call a retail packaging that is easier to ship because you could yeah. just throw that in any sort of box um so that's where you know as a as a small business you probably want to spend some effort and time yeah in in making sure that if you're gonna have someone reselling your product that it's easy for them
0: yeah. so yeah um uh, so I, I would add to that that there there's certainly validation that as a seller, when you get to a certain scale that you want to do drop testing, edge crush testing, you know, there's all that stuff. Mm-hmm. You can self-certify a lot of that stuff, too, um, because that that is a, another top place of finger pointing, right, where, you know, the shipping companies well, mm-hmm. it wasn't protected. But first of all, there is no degree of perfection on, on packaging. Like they, never yep. underestimate UPS's ability to destroy your stuff or FedEx or whoever. I'm not trying to pick on UPS. Um, mm-hmm. so there is that, which is reasonable, you know, and then, then, y- y- you know, it's not, you're not going to spend a thousand dollars on your box trying to make it like Fort Knox, uh, protecting your stuff. Cause at some point they, that's why insurance and all that stuff does exist. It sucks. But uh, mm-hmm. it, I don't know if it's eighty twenty rule. Like I would say, you know, hopefully you're 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 capturing um, at least eighty percent of the scenarios where you know if it's going to get tossed off the edge of the the UPS truck or thrown on the sure. porch or you know whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a process. I mean, it's taken us time. Uh, it's taken us time to refine our packaging to a level that we were happy with, where we could very. I mean, and we have the stats on it. You can see. Yep uh how yep. many how many claims are being filed as a result and stuff and so you've seen over time what degree of breakage and issues there are yeah and then from that you can glean like how much energy do i need to put into into this you know is it mm-hmm. wor- is it worth doing a whole packaging overhaul uh we got a little ringy dingy on the maker that money hotline oh boy. uh looks like we got grant posner with us uh, you guys know him as uh Uh, Oh, what do we know him as? We know him as 3D Musketeers, yes. We're going to bring him on here. We'll see how this goes. We haven't had a caller in a while. I'm going to unmute you now, Grant. Are you ready? Welcome to Maker That Money, my friend. Hey, guys. How you doing? How you doing? Oh, you sound great today. What did you, well, the, you have for
2: breakfast? Are you just wait a energized? Minute, does, does that mean I sound like crap normally? <laughs> yes. Oh, okay. Well, you know, as long as we're honest with each other.
0: <laughs> Nothing if not honest. You know that, Grant. You know that. Hey, uh, good to have you back, up. man. Uh, you, got a, you got a story for us? What do you think? Oh, boy, do I. Uh, you we got to pick one. A, it,
2: this is one of those cases where our terms of service saved our keister. We had a customer do a chargeback almost one year. After getting the oh, product, wow,
0: that's yeah. is that now is that legal? Is that legitimate? Because like a lot of a lot of companies, like I think PayPal won't let you even initiate a a, a chargeback after six months or something like that. I don't mm-hmm. know what all, it's probably different for every company. American
2: Express, ah, uh, Amex. All uh, right, all yep. right.
0: So what happened?
2: He had ordered uh, so was some custom parts for a very rare convertible. Um, he had broken the OEM part, brought it to us. We okay. reproduced it for him, right? Just reverse engineered it, remade it. And 11 months later, he says, well, the part broke. I want my money back. And not only is he asking for just the printed part costs, but the entire design fee. It was about $900 total uh, for because oh, no. it was carbon fiber polycarbonate that we made it out of because... If you're gonna make it you better make it to last and uh
0: Mm sure
2: well that was a fun one and boy he was pissed because you know he threatened us via email to leave bad google reviews and Mm. i'm over here sweating (laughs) you you know what off because ultimately we don't have a lot of google reviews and one bad one would be astronomically terrible for us Mm. um and i say look you know you agreed to our privacy policy you agreed to our terms of service and that states very clearly there are no refunds. I'm happy to work with you. And, you know, I will make you another part at half cost, but I'm not going to refund all your money. Well, then I'm just going to do a chargeback. Okay, okay, fine. Do your chargeback. Um, and 93 days after the chargeback,
0: we won. Wow. 93 days, guys. That's how long it, it, it can take sometimes. Wow. Yeah. Uh, and what was the dollar amount we're talking about here?
2: just a hair under nine hundred is like eight hundred and seventy four dollars something like that All so right. so
0: when you think about how much time now, and you're gonna hate this question because i know but like we think about how much time and energy and sleepless nights and stuff that it created for oh you, yeah no w- i lost money on that job. What, i was gonna say what it ended up costing <laughs> yeah. which is terrible right but it's like you're yeah. we're, we are principled sobs and i'll be damned if i'm gonna have somebody try to steamroll me for my eight hundred dollars yeah. the, right th- mm-hmm. there is yeah.
2: nothing more dangerous than an entrepreneur who's just felt personally attacked.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
2: Well, there is not, there is not an unfathomable amount of time, energy, or effort that I will put into making sure that I get what I, what I
0: burn this mother to the ground. If I have to mutually assured destruction (laughs) is an
2: option. Yeah. 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 yeah.
0: You don't know who you're messing with. So that, that's the funny thing. I can't tell you how many times you get a, a, an unreasonable individual like that. And usually, for to escalate to the mm-hmm. level of it, we're talking about generally unreasonable people here. Usually, yep. that that w- that are always like, "Do you know who I am? I'm gonna get on my TikTok or whatever." And like, I mean, everybody <laughs> thinks they've got all this power over you, whether it's Google reviews or whatever. Yeah, I would I would argue I I don't know. We 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 could have a debate on on. How detrimental that a one negative Google review would be. I know I understand in in percentages wise, like your concern there, mm-hmm. but you really have to work toward taking that threat away. Um, mm-hmm. In in our close knit industry, I would say anybody that can really hurt me, I I generally have a i know and it would never escalate to this point anyway right right, right? and <laughs> so you know that is the number one threat you get i'm gonna flame you online i'm gonna and yet you have to just like you know you stand your ground it, it, it sucks right because mm-hmm. you know we talked about the <laughs> great the whole thing we like when you broke down and analyzed how much time you spent and you said like this probably really wasn't worth my time oh no what? but but <laughs> we constantly get you know like but i am you know my principal and unfortunately mm-hmm. the bigger you grow and all that stuff the more you have to check that as and it sucks yep. it sucks so bad but mm-hmm. the the cost of your emotional well-being is probably the the biggest cost when you break it down mm-hmm. and you like this guy is living rent-free in my head now for the last 90 days because i can't let this thing go now i'm not saying what you did was wrong but mm-hmm there there come scenarios more and more often where and this is what we were talking about with our thing you got to grow that thicker skin and without a doubt yeah I'll be damned if I've figured out how to do that just yet I mean I know <laughs> yep yep same I mean this I, happened almost a year ago and I'm still pissed off about yeah, it yeah <laughs> of course it stays with you man it stays with you uh yep. it, and it's weird it's like who's taking that kind of baggage home with them on their you know regular job so this is is this a cost of doing business as well probably. Mm-hmm. I, I, I don't know. I don't know. You guys have any tips in the chat? Uh, that's a great story, Grant. And I appreciate you, uh, sharing that with us. Yeah, thanks I'm sure, on, guys. I'm sure, uh, you have plenty more and we'll have to have you back another time, but, uh, my friend, mm-hmm. be well, enjoy your weekend. Thanks for the call. Thanks guys. Take care. All right. Later. What a good dude. Um, the, uh, like, like I said, that, that, um, that, 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 that baggage. I, I don't know. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know what yeah. the right. I don't know what the right answer is uh, entirely. There. I mean, have you had those moments yourself where you're feeling? Well,
1: yeah. I was going to say let's switch it up. Where where instead of instead of uh, you know we we talking about the customers as as the business perspective, let's talk about us as being the customer to another business. Sure. Uh, That's a good one. You know, I yeah. we had an issue where we went out and we hired a web development company. Um, and uh, you know you and i have had conversations about this offline um but uh, we went out and we hired a web development company to help us build the next version of our website and um you know we are talking contracts for tens of thousands of dollars uh here and uh clearly defined deliverables and you know uh requirements and 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 everything else laid out at the beginning of a contract and uh you know this is this is where um, you know, it, it kind of it kind of crosses an interesting line where, you know, we are a customer and we're going to another business and what they've delivered to us it isn't acceptable. And we have to communicate to them that it's not acceptable. And we have to figure out a way in which, again, we can work out a situation where we, we get something that we feel is acceptable and, uh, and and, you know, they feel that, you know, they have, you know, delivered something of, of quality. And mm-hmm. and sometimes you'll get into these situations where, there the, you're miles apart and there is no reconciling e- e- anything. And so, at what point do you, as as a customer, even mm-hmm. um, determine that it's not worth your time dealing with a bad business? I know this is kind of a a, a different perspective. No, I like um, it. <laughs> Um, you know, so, so we had, you know, we, we had a, an issue specifically with this company and we had to determine exactly where, you know, like how much effort that we were going to put into pursuing, trying to get money back or trying to get, you know, um, deliverables met or, you know, or, or you know, again, just feel righted in some way. And it, it it's. It's difficult because, you know, as a, as a customer who's spending tens of thousands of dollars on something, you know, this is a significant investment and it's not something that you're willing to just right away. Like, you know, like, you know, what Grant just said, as an entrepreneur, you know, the the, the amount of, you know, of energy and effort you're going to put into something just to prove that you were right sometimes isn't the best isn't the best thing to do, even right. though it feels like it is Right. And 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 there's no
0: there's no necessarily right or wrong answer. I think a lot of it goes down to gut feel of what the long term potential mm-hmm. relationship is. I mean that's a that's a really that's a really tough one because as business owners mm-hmm. we know how we want to be treated. So yep. ho- hopefully we're emulating that with the way that we're treating people. And when you come across other businesses that don't mm-hmm. do that, you look at that mm-hmm. and you're like, I don't. Is this the person I want to do And and I'll tell you something. Mm-hmm. After doing this long enough, there is just you're you're gonna encounter enough people that just have a completely different mentality about how, what is yep. appropriate in business, how to do business, mm-hmm. and unfortunately, there are far too many people out there that have had too much success with poor business ethics. Yep. Um. It's just you. You, you know. You know what I'm saying. Like. Mm-hmm. It's it's unfortunate because it's like it's like the good guy doesn't always win, you know, and yep. and you're you're going to come across these people and you need to understand, like, do I want to associate with this business? Do I want to waste my time and energy with them? Um, yeah. And especially when you get into resellers, you're going to deal with these ones that are going to push and push and push. And they're going to ask for everything they possibly can in credits and all this stuff, because they think mm-hmm. all's fair and love and business. That is very much a perception. And Absolutely. you need to stand up and advocate for yourself a lot of the time. And we yep. don't think about it. I think when we're getting our start, you got to watch for this guys. Mm-hmm. If you're starting uh, uh, and, and you're starting to get to this point that you want to take every deal you possibly can. Mm-hmm. And that's not necessarily what's going to be the best for your company in the long term. Sometimes you got to fight back the same way Grant fought back on this thing and say, you know what? I'm not mm-hmm. taking this deal. Okay, yep. this isn't right. This isn't fair. I'm not going to be treated this way. I don't treat my customers this way. And, yep. you know, you're going to get sometimes like the, it, it comes to an end. A lot of times, you'll be surprised who's coming back and uh, oh, I'm so 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 sorry. No, 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 we're fine. We're yep. cool. We're cool. Yep. What do we need to yep. do? You know, because they, exactly. they they just try to find where that line is, right? And then at that point, yep. you need to assess. I'm like, okay, I, I I checked this guy. Now, now, do I want to keep doing this or is, am I cutting bait? You know, it, exactly. Who knows? Who knows? Mm-hmm. Hey, we got another caller. We got another caller, two oh, in man. one day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Look uh, at this is certainly not a former Prusa support agent is in the is in the house. This is exciting. Let's uh, let's find out who this mystery uh, guest can be. Mystery guest, greetings. You are on with uh, Pooch and Andrew of Maker That Money. How are you today? Who is this?
3: Um, I will hold my name for my own personal safety and uh, <laughs> <coughs> career okay all right the
0: names will be changed to protect the innocent well do you have a story or a question or a comment for us um i have a story and a uh i guess comment
3: slash suggestion for those who are in the um customer support field that could be of use
0: uh we would love Um, to hear that
3: hit us all right so way back when uh, i was working for a particular company in the 3d printing field where, um, a certain other uh, well, well, let's just say, all right, uh, 3D printers were out in various markets, so I would always get uh, calls or actually chat requests from people who own clone copies of printers, uh, and uh, so it wasn't uh,
0: even your product,
1: uh,
3: yeah, uh, that's fine. So, <laughs> well, um, we um sorry, they would get on chat and they would want us to help them. And I would explain like, look, I really can't because I only work with our machines and I know what's Mm -hmm. in there, what they do and everything else for the other machines. I don't know the parts. And for the most, most part, if if you just sit there and explain it to them and even help them out a little bit and uh, find the manufacturer, find their support service and forward that to them, the majority of them are very, very you know, happy with that and everything else. And they're, they're happy that you explained it. Right. Sure. But I sure. had two cases of the same response. Oh, so boys. I went through it, the whole thing. And I'm like, look, this is in our printer. Here's the, the people that you need to contact. Here's, you know, their website. Here's their email, whatever I could find for them. Okay. So the person came back. It's like, well, if you don't help me, I'm going to call the cops. I'm gonna call the cops? I'm like, They're gonna call the cops. What, so I'm like, what are the cops gonna do? There, and I'm like, I, I and I'm like, okay, I know it's late. I'm not sleeping. I'm not dreaming. And I'm reading that right. <laughs> and I'm like, excuse wait, me, wait, which like, cops? You know, the Czech I, cops or their local cops? Like, which cops I, are they calling? Who knows? I didn't I the first time I didn't ask. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm like, excuse me? Like, well, you're refusing to to um provide service for your product like uh, but i just showed you that it's not our product it's like (laughs) oh this is ridiculous i'm going to give you such a bad review i'm like okay if you want (laughs) you go right ahead there's nothing i can do (laughs) just so you know everything is saved so this chat we have the receipts
0: yeah yeah
3: and and they're just like ah they hung up So then like two weeks (laughs) later, the same exact situation. I'm like, no, someone's messing with me. Was it the same guy? It must have been
0: the same guy.
3: No, it wasn't. Because I went back and I found the the exact same chat and everything else. And it was two completely different locations. You know, the whole works. Oh, no. And so this time I'm like, oh, okay. I'm like, I go, look, um, I'm in the Czech Republic. So if you're going to call the cops... You have to call the local police, okay? Yeah, and you to you, the that's going to be a long-distance call. <laughs> I will throw it for you, okay? So I'll call the cops <laughs> for you. You can tell, them, but you have to let me save the conversation because it's going to be a riot. And same type of thing. They're like, ah, curse me out, and they hung up the phone and everything else. But it was just so strange I never, ever experienced,
0: like, I'm going to call the cops if you don't do your job. Does that does, does that work in some countries,
3: I wonder? No, are cops is at
0: work. There are cops like working in shifts on these uh these claims of lack of service. You know, there's a whole division of the of the, of the police force that just uh, the customer service police. Customer service police. Uh, that is that is funny, Mystery Caller. I, I uh, can't say I've experienced <laughs> anybody threatening calling the cops for me, but you did you did spark a little thought in me. Uh mm-hmm. and that and that was I would be curious what your guys thoughts are on in order to leave a review what if you had to post a serial number that was or something that was like validating that Ooh. this person actually purchased an authentic thing like is there a way is this is this somewhere that the blockchain technology could potentially help us where there's like a a ledger
1: (laughs) oh gosh over here talking about uh, blockchain i don't don't know (laughs) i'm
0: I'm just thinking like if there's like a a public ledger of like these are legitimate serial numbers that are issued or whatever and and it can be very clearly determined like yes this person has one and i don't know this is probably just completely overkill but
3: you understand my point. i mean yeah i understand your point i mean there's ways that you normally, you know, we would sit there like, all right, you know, take a photo of the serial number, we would match it up and everything, yeah. you know, granted photos could be altered and everything else but if, if it doesn't match up then we have to, you know, investigate it further and mm-hmm. the, the customer is going to p- be put on hold mm-hmm. you know, not for like a few hours but for like a few days um, until we can, you know, figure it out Yeah. you know, because there's always people trying to, you know, get a fast mm-hmm. one over it And, you know, it's like you said, you try to, um, you know, figure out it's the cost of actually fighting something versus the cost of the actual goods you're trying to, you know, recover what's, what's the worth, you know, which is worth more.
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, you, you also bring up a good point about the authenticity of product, right? Because the, you know mm-hmm. that your company certainly isn't the only one that I'm sure deals with clone product and stuff. I've had conversations okay. with E3D in a similar vein, where yep. where they, mm-hmm. the, the management team was complaining that like we're so nice that if somebody called and was complaining about some issue with a nozzle or something, even if it wasn't ours, we would probably if they called and asked for like a restaurant recommendation in their area, <laughs> they would probably like. <laughs> answer right and and mm-hmm. we're like it, it's actually becoming kind of uh, taxing on our our system our, our support system and stuff like that mm-hmm. um so you know it is it is an interesting thing i'd also heard a rumor i want to validate with you while i got you on the line that a lot oh, of God. the the Uh, I'd heard at one point that like the extruder motor, like I don't know if you're familiar with this type of 3D printer, but there's a printer called the Prusa uh, Mark III and there's an extruder motor on the front of it that's got, you know, screened and it says genuine Prusa, whatever on it. And I'd heard that a lot of the badging that's on the printer itself and on a lot of its parts are a means to allow authenticity to be established because of how many people are using, you know, non... Standard parts and where liabilities might mm-hmm. lie in the case of uh, if, can you confirm or deny that? Uh,
3: I can either I can either confirm, confirm or deny that.
0: <laughs> but it it is an interesting technique uh, to mm-hmm. to obviously put on on your equipment if you have uh, a product that people uh, clone. So, listen, yeah, caller. I mean, you know, yeah, go ahead. Oh, wait, one,
3: one, one little uh, tip for anyone who's in customer service, right? You're talking about getting a thick skin.
0: Yeah, grow a thick. Oh skin. yes.
3: 1989, the movie Roadhouse, when Patrick Swayze is, you know, talking to all the bouncers in there and he's going through like, you know, this whole thing of like, you know, what if this happens? He's like, be nice. What if this happens? Be nice. nice. That is the best advice possible for anyone who's doing customer support work is to watch that scene at least once a week. Mm.
0: you know because no matter what All they're right. saying to you it's just words
3: you yeah. know that's it
0: yeah it's just words that's a great mm. pro tip listen caller thank you so much for spending the time to share that with us it's really good to you hear your your voice and I, I hope we hear you again uh on another yes. one soon my friend uh, <laughs> thank you guys be well take care ciao, ciao. Um. Wow. So be nice. Let's let's be let's nice. try to wrap on that because uh, listen, the last thing that anybody wants to do when somebody is just being a complete mm-hmm. a hole to you is to just turn around and be nice. But the whole notion yep. of killing people with kindness de-escalating the situation and a lot of times there is a lot of opportunity guys here to win customers over for life you'd be surprised Mm -hmm. little bit of concession even if you're not in the wrong even if it's not your fault what that will do in terms of flipping the script and having them out i can't tell you how many times i've had people come at me guns blazing and i was nice and i heard them i heard them out and they were just a lot nine times out of ten that's all they're looking for they just want to feel heard you address it, yep. you, you, you know, again, maybe you make some concessions, even though you don't need to in the name of customer service and they'll flip around and immediately be like, I had a great experience. Yep. And then they're advocating for you. And like all of a it's, it's an incredible 180 and it's a very satisfying it's amazing. feeling <laughs> when you get that, because it's just like, I was ready to tell this guy to just, you know, I want to do that. And you cannot mm-hmm. do that. Even if you have every right in the world, you cannot do that. Be nice yep. is fantastic advice. Um, yeah. and, and growing that thick skin learning to do that because it, it, it can change and it's just words and you're trying to appreciate where mm-hmm. people are coming from. And yeah, you know, they're spending their hard earned and, you know, they don't, you know, they don't want to feel like they're not getting their value out of it. Um, I I always look at it as people get three strikes. Um, and sometimes three is even generous, but it's like, always like, I'm so sorry that happened. I hear you. We acknowledge Mm-hmm. Um, yep. you know, whatever the you know, try, try to address the situation, and this is hard because a lot of times people, um, you don't like con like I think we as humans have a tendency to shy away from con- confrontation a lot of the time, mm-hmm. and so there are yep. a lot of people that are just like, I'm just going to ignore this because it's uncomfortable, and you can't do that. You have to, that's part of the thick skin, you have to be able to address the conversations that are uncomfortable as much as you want. That might sound like a duh to a lot of you, but you'd be surprised how much of a challenge that is for a lot of people. Mm -hmm. So always respond. I've said it before. Always respond. Always be polite. I'm so sorry that happened. Then you give them a chance. Like a lot of times that that'll be it right there. Oh my God, you responded. Thank you so much. They just felt heard. And then they'll work with you. And then the, the kind of the tone changes, right? Because a lot of times people, they're just like assuming they're just shouting into the ether that, that nobody's listening to them and all that stuff. So you'd be surprised how far you'll get with just the one kind response. Okay. Then Mm -hmm. if they, if they are still being abusive, then you, you escalate to a point where like, I am trying to help you. Like I'm willing to do that. But like, you, you call them on it. You're like, I need yep. you to be polite. Like we're doing the best we can. We are just, you know, blah, blah, blah. a lot of times I'll set some context at that, at that point in the conversation, listen, man, we're a small business. We make mistakes. I understand. It just depends on what the scenario is and, and all sure. that stuff. but you know, you mm-hmm. try to set the tone, but if we can't keep this civil, I'm just, I'm not going to, I'm, we're not going to be able to work together. Yep. And then yep. if they're still doing it, then it's, block city and you know there, there are tools yep. for that and stuff where it's like yes you can block their email you can block their ip you can ban them from the store you can do all kinds of sure. stuff and they probably will leave a bad review and all that stuff but you know monitor your reviews like you should always respond to those as well um when you can um mm-hmm. and i think that's a that's a great discussion for another time too how to manage reviews when Absolutely. it's valuable when it's not how to address that stuff that's all good mm-hmm Oh my gosh, we covered a lot of ground, and even still, probably not nearly enough. Do uh, nope. you have any like last minute pointers on what you've done to develop a thicker skin in this whole game? Is it just experience and time and energy, and just getting that leathery, leathery skin
1: from being out in yeah, the sun? Yeah, I think I think the it's sun is, yeah. <laughs> I, think, I think you have here? to. <laughs> I think you have to just kind of go through it in order to to, to build up those calluses, uh, you know, you have to actually put in the work to build calluses. They're not just going to, you know, build on their own. Um, you gotta, you, you gotta, you know, get, get yourself, uh, get yourself dirty too. Um, yeah. got to get so, in the trenches. You know, really, yep. <laughs> yeah, Really, really, you know, you just kind of have to work through it. Um, there are still plenty of times, uh, where, where, you know, something will get to me and it'll bug me and it'll be frustrating, mm-hmm. but you know, mm-hmm. I, I've, I've really tried to do better just letting things go and just letting them be Uh, and understanding that, you know, if it's not worth my time, it's not worth my time thinking about it anymore either. So it's time to move on. Um, I like to say this,
0: this, this real estate right here is the most precious that you have. And when you're giving people free rent up there, you're giving away a lot more than you realize. So, you know, that's just something Mm -hmm. to. Something to keep in mind. And I, uh, listen, guys, I'm not perfect at it. I struggle with it just like everybody else. Um, a couple of other things that I would add that have been, I think I've said it before, but I love it. This is something a good friend of mine, a mentor uh, that owned a a company back in the (laughs) nineties told me, he's like, as a small business owner, you have to learn the love the taste of your own blood. You're going to get smacked in the mouth. It's not going to be your fault a lot of the time. And uh, you know, what I add to that is like, it's all about getting a tomorrow. You're going to have the bad days. You need to just, whatever, have allow yourself the bad day. That's fine. Sleep it off, get to tomorrow have a different perspective and you'll uh, nine times out of 10, you're going to feel better the next day and the day after that, or whatever you, you get to keep getting Absolutely. to tomorrow when you, you know, these things get you down and get those people out of your freaking head. Cause it's just, you mm-hmm. need that space for so much more stuff when you're building a company. Yep. Uh, all right, guys. Uh, this was a fun one. We're already, uh, a little bit over time, but, uh, there's just a lot of, a lot of tasty nuggets in this topic and we'll have to have, we a had, a couple, of of we had awesome. a couple callers. That was a couple callers. I love the story time guys. It's, it's great. I think, um, I, I give us feedback. I hope this kind of experience is good. Uh, please, 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 please. If you're enjoying these conversations, like subscribe, recommend call in, uh, you know, support it. We, we have a lot of fun doing it. I've always said I yeah. would do it if nobody watched, but we it's so much more enjoyable when we get you guys interaction in there. Thank you so much to Grant and uh, not uh, anybody from Prusa for calling in and sharing their stories. And uh, we will catch you next Friday, 9 a.m., same bat time, same bat channel, 9 a.m. Pacific, <laughs> right here on the YouTubes uh, for the next Maker That Money. Till then, happy weekend, everybody. Bye-bye.